Coach of the Year, Sixth Man of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Most Improved Player, Rookie of the Year, and MVP. Those are the NBA awards, and that's what I'll be covering today on the inaugural episode of the Between the Lines podcast. I'm your host, Grayson Welton. Let's dive right into it. First off, I'm going to be talking about the NBA Coach of the Year award between three candidates, Monty Williams, Tom Thibodeau, and Quinn Snyder. Monty Williams, Suns head coach. Monty Williams has been a coach on and off being an assistant and a head coach since 2005-2006. We've never seen really anything special from him. We've seen two playoff appearances, the New Orleans Hornets slash Pelicans. We've seen both playoff losses. When he became the head coach of the Phoenix Suns in 2019-20, we saw nothing special. We saw what we were used to with the Phoenix Suns, a losing record. But when they came to the bubble last year, during COVID-19, they went 8-0, and we got a glimpse of what we were to expect in the future from the Phoenix Suns. Come 2020-2021, we get a completely different Suns team. Similar roster, but just a completely different Suns team. So motivated. They go 51-21, and make the playoffs as the two seed. And I think with that being said, Monty Williams isn't getting enough credit for this two-seed appearance. I think he's being overlooked by the addition of Chris Paul, which is totally understandable. Chris Paul adds a large need for the Suns roster. But Monty Williams has the ability... He connects with his players. He has a basketball IQ that's through the roof. He knows the game so well. He played it back in the day. He was an NBA player. He just knows how to lead a team and what a team needs to be be successful. With that being said, I think that's why he's a high favorite for this award. Next up, we've got Coach Tom Thibodeau, head coach of the New York Knicks. What Tom Thibodeau did this year was the lead. He led this young Knicks team who had a 21 and 45 record in 2020. He led them to a 41 and 31 record this year. He did that by using his knowledge of basketball and teaching it to these young Knicks because his mind, he's got one of the best defensive minds in basketball, maybe even all time. And he, we know this because He led these Bulls teams in the early 2010s to five straight winning seasons with crazy defensive ratings. And that's why I think the Knicks did so well this year. They got the four seed, their first winning record since 2012-13. The Knicks have been trashed on all these years, and now they're finally getting looked at because of this good season. I think Coach Tom Thibodeau plays a big, big factor in that that gets overlooked. And that's why I think Tom Thibodeau is a very high candidate for this award. Since Quinn Snyder came into the NBA as a head coach in the 2014-15 season, he's had two losing seasons, 2014-15 and 2015-16, where he was three games under 500 and one game under 500. Since then, he's made the playoffs every year, finishing at least seven games above 500 in all of those years. I don't really think I have to say much more. Coach Quinn Snyder's a winner. On top of that, this season, he went 52-20, and 20, 
16 games above 500, most wins in the league, leading the Jazz to their first one seed since the 97-98 season. That, that alone right there makes him a candidate in my eyes for the Coach of the Year award this year. But finally, my pick for Coach of the Year this year is Suns head coach Monty Williams. I don't think you can have that good of a year and that big of a turnaround from last year. I know the Knicks had a crazy turnaround. But for the Suns to be second in the league in wins and have not even made the playoffs last year, it's just mind-boggling to me. And I think Monty Williams played a huge part in that. That's why I think he should be the 2021 NBA Coach of the Year. Next up, we're going to be talking about the Sixth Man of the Year Award. I had my three candidates ready for this. I had it between Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, and Derrick Rose. But as of two days ago, Jordan Clarkson was awarded this award, so I'm going to be talking about why he deserved it. So, Jordan Clarkson, sixth man for the Utah Jazz. This year's numbers, he put up 18.4, four rebounds, 2.5 assists, on 43, 35, 90 shooting splits. Jordan Clarkson is a large part of why the Jazz are successful this year. He provides that scoring need that they really needed off the bench that they never had in the past to be super successful. And that's why I think overall, I just think his scoring ability and what he provides to the Jazz is why he won it. Because if he was a starter, yeah, he'd be a good starter. He's got per 36 of 24.5 points per game. But the fact that he comes off the bench and still puts up 18, that's ridiculous. Like, that's no, – no one usually does that unless you're Lou Williams, who's won, like, 18 of these awards. So that's why I think Jordan Clarkson really deserved this award. I would have been okay with giving it to Jazz forward Joe Ingles as well. He put up 12, 4, and 5 on 49, 45, 85 splits, but I don't know. And you could have given it to Derrick Rose as well, who put up 15, 2.5, and 4.2 on 47, 40, and 88 splits, but I just I just think Jordan Clarkson really proved why he deserves this award this year. Defensive Player of the Year is up next, and this is one where everyone's got their own opinion. The candidates are Rudy Gobert, Ben Simmons, and Draymond Green this year. Now, in all honesty, I don't think Draymond Green should be in this conversation. I think it's really just between Rudy Gobert and Ben Simmons. So that's what I'm going to go over. Rudy Gobert is second in rebounds per game, second in blocks per game, first in total blocks, first in defensive win shares, first in defensive rating. That's ridiculous. And he's another huge factor to why the Jazz are good, like I recently said about Jordan Clarkson. He provides such an inside presence and that's what provides such a huge part of his game to the Jazz success. But on the other end, we got Ben Simmons. He doesn't wow you with the statistics, but Ben Simmons' perimeter defense is unbelievable. He's got a defensive rating. He's tied for fourth. He's 10th in steal percentage. Like, you're not scoring on this man on the perimeter unless you're an elite bucket getter, which most of the people who score on him are. And here's how I see it. I would rather have Ben Simmons in the paint than Rudy Gobert on the perimeter. And that's where where I see it as 
this is very hard conversation because you'd rather Ben Simmons on your team, I think. But Rudy Gobert's just done too much this year not to win this award and win his third Defensive Player of the Year award this year, and that's why I'm taking him. On to Most Improved Player Award, where yesterday Julius Randle was awarded this award, but I also think guys like Jokic could have even won this, Nikola Jokic for the Nuggets. I think Jeremy Grant could have won this award. I also think Michael Porter Jr. could have won this award. But what Julius Randle did this year was unbelievable. Julius Randle went from, in 1920, averaging 19.5 points, 9.7 rebounds, and 3.1 assists on 46, 28, and 73 shooting splits. And now this year, in 2020-2021 season, averaging 24 points, 10.2 rebounds, and 6 assists on 46, 41, and 81 splits. And he was also a large part of leading the Knicks to a 4 seed with a 41-21 and 21 record. But you could have looked at Jokic. He increased his scoring by 7 points. Averaged one more rebound, averaged one and a half more assists. He led the Nuggets to another great record this year, and they also got the four seed. You could have looked at guys like Michael Porter Jr., who a lot of people wanted to win this. He went from averaging nine last year to 19 this year. In my opinion, last year was his rookie year. I don't think you should give someone most improved in their second year because I think players like that just you got to give them time before they – show what they are, and then maybe they can win most improved. But then there's Jammer Grant, who in his eighth year in the league decided to go from 12 points per game to 22 on very high, much improved shooting splits. But I think Jeremy Grant, a lot of Jeremy Grant's success was due to the fact that he played on the Pistons and they're not very great. But I think Julius Randle improving his scoring – and improving his averages, it's just it's just unmatched what he did this year. And I think that's why he deserves to win most improved, and I, that's why he did win most improved this year. Rookie of the Year. Very interesting award this year. You've got LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards. I think those are the two main candidates because – they're just on another level of third candidate Tyrese Halliburton. But what LaMelo Ball did miss games this year near the midway point of the season. But what LaMelo Ball did this year in his rookie year, it's one of the best rookie years I think we've ever seen. He averaged 16, 6, and 6 on 44, 35, 76 splits. But as a starter, which was about half the games this year, maybe a little less than half, he averaged 18. 6-6 six and six on 44, 38, and 76. Slightly improved points per game, slightly improved three-point percentage. But it it was a lot. And he also he was a large, large part in getting the Hornets to the play-in tournament with a 33-39 and 39 record compared to last season's 23-42 and 42 record. When it comes to Anthony Edwards, though, he averaged 19.3, 4.7, and 2.9 on 42, 33, 78 splits. But as a starter... He averaged 21.3, 5.2, 3.3 on the same splits. Anthony Edwards was also a large part of the Timberwolves' success this year. Well, not success because they weren't a good team this year. With the absence of D'Angelo Russell, the Timberwolves needed a scorer, and Anthony Edwards was phenomenal. But 
his play didn't impact winning as much as LaMelo Balls did. As you can see in the records, the Timberwolves were a bottom 10 team in the league. And that's why I think LaMelo Ball deserves this this year. And that's why I'm taking LaMelo Ball to win the 2021 Rookie of the Year Award. And finally, we've got the one everyone's been waiting for, the NBA MVP Award. Between the top three candidates, Nuggets center Nikola Jokic, 76ers center Joel Embiid, and Warriors point guard Stephen Curry. The first candidate we're going to talk about is Steph Curry. Now, Steph Curry averaged 32, 5.5, 5.8 on 48-42-92 splits, which is unbelievable. He won the scoring title this year. He was first in points per game. He was seventh in win shares. He was sixth in the league in PER. But with that being said, I just don't think it was enough this year to win the MVP over guys like Embiid and Jokic. What Steph did this year was unbelievable. He led the Warriors to an eight seed, which would usually get him in the playoffs, but the play-in tournament messed with that. And that's why I just I just don't see Steph Curry as a as a winner of the MVP award this year. I'd be okay with him winning it. I'd love to see it, but I just don't see it as a realistic possibility at this point. Joel Embiid, 28.5, 10.6, on 51, 38, and 86 splits. Like, that's an unbelievable season. Fourth in points per game, 10th in rebounds per game, 10th in blocks per game, third in defensive rating, 10th in win shares, second in the league in PER this year with a 30.26. That's top 25 all time. That's an unbelievable season. Now, yes, he did miss Joel Embiid missed 21 games this year, which that that's why I think I think that very very much hurt him this year in his MVP case because if he played all 72 games with those numbers, I think I think he might be a unanimous MVP if, if the Sixers win more games and keep that one seed. But overall, I think that Joel Embiid can't win MVP this year. Even with these numbers in this phenomenal season, there's just guys who have done better than him this year. And that's why I don't think he'll win MVP this season. And finally, my winner for MVP from the Denver Nuggets, it's Nikola Jokic. Like, I think this year you'd be unanimous this year. His numbers and what he did this year are absolutely unreal. 26.4 points per game. 10.8 10.8 rebounds per game, 8.3 assists per game, 57% from the field, 39% from three, and 87% from the line. 10th in points per game, 9th in rebounds per game, 6th in assists per game. Top 10 in all three in the three major categories. Fifth in offensive rating, first in win shares, and he led the NBA with a 31.28 PER, which is top 10 all time. He played all 72 games. He got the Nuggets to the four seed in the West. Sorry, the three seed in the West. And he won games without his superstar point guard. Not superstar, all-star point guard, I'll say. I'll give that the benefit of the doubt. And I just think this season's unbelievable. This is one of the greatest seasons we've ever seen from a player. 
And if Steph Curry's 2016 was unanimous, I think this should be unanimous without a doubt. That's why I'm taking Nikola Jokic for my 2021 MVP award. Alright everyone, that's going to cap it off. My final predictions are Monty Williams for Coach of the Year, Rudy Gobert for Defensive Player of the Year, Lamella Ball for Rookie of the Year, and Nikola Jokic for MVP, with of course Jordan Clarkson winning Sixth Man of the Year, and Julius Randle winning the Most Improved Player Award. Thank you all for listening to the Between the Lines podcast with me, your host Grayson Welton. Have an awesome day.